Hello there, this is Brickwatch Sports. You're listening to Tournament in a Tea Break. I'm Rose Sattar. Uh, George Belshaw. Victoria Monk. You've got a little bit of a treat, actually. We've got Vicky Monk from uh, ESPN joining us tonight. Yeah, it's great news. Um, the good news for you guys is that you only have to listen to my voice 33.33% of the time tonight rather than 50%. So <laughs> a big win early, early doors. <laughs> it's probably just as well, actually, because for the most part of that match, I've just been sat next to George. I didn't actually have to even watch the match. I just hear his reaction to team's um, willfulness to want to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, shall we start with team? Yes. And then finish on a positive note with team yeah. drop? I, I'm, I'm going to be less uh, expletive-ridden right now. That would um, be nice. <laughs> I, I, I just felt Team had that match on his racket throughout. I didn't really feel like he was ever going to lose it. And he his only purpose to stretch it out was to stop me going to bed early. Um, so <laughs> you firmly believe that? I firmly believe it. I didn't want to bring it up with him in press conference. But if I see him one-on-one later in the week, I'll... Uh, let him know. Fantastic, fantastic. Come on to him. I mean, what were your, what were your thoughts with him? Yeah, I think he, he just got a bit complacent, really, didn't he? He took his foot off the gas. He was looking so energetic in the first set, whipping his forehands around the court, really leaving Pablo with no option at all. And then in the in the second, he, the third game, he, he really let, let his head go and his, the ball started flying out into the net um, and he allowed Pablo to get back in there really but as George says I never really firmly believed that Pablo was going to take it but um, he just sort of took his eye off the ball a bit I, I mean his um, his backhand just went missing in action in that in that final set um, and I think when it's and when it's such a, an established weapon of yours and it just goes you know you could see, you could see like the, the despair nothing was working I mean, Kiki Mladenovic was giving him the evil, so I think he, he needed to win, not only just to keep his chances alive, but just for an easy life. <laughs> he reminded me very much today of like Vavrinka in the first round of a tournament, in the sense that Karina Buster is never going to beat you, but he can make you beat yourself. And team, when he's not firing, beats himself so often. And that backhand is such a lethal, beautiful shot when it works. But when it's bad, it is horrendous. I hate watching it, and it... it you could just feel he was kind of beating himself rather than Karina Vista doing it. Not, and that's not taking anything away from him. He defends very well, but, yeah. you know, team is the better player overall yeah. who can, like, really dominate. I match. really felt like in, this, in the second set he was he was really going for those attacking, way too attacking shots too many times when he really didn't need to. Yeah. Um, and it, it cost him. He ended up having wild <laughs> flying all over the court. I actually described that whole third set as a war of attrition and it was actually team against team um, and Karina Busser was just like one of the spectators really uh, because you know I mean granted you know he had to win this not only because he needs to keep his hopes alive but to actually lose to a, an alternate that's had as awful a run after the US Open as you would be pretty shocking a shocking way set for, for world number four to end their season. Okay, let's um, let's try and change this up to slightly some slightly more fluffy things. Uh, a very happy Dimitrov, obviously, who just demolished Goffin. Yeah, um, Dimitrov was very very impressive. He kind of said that was his best match of the year, um, and I would certainly agree. The other one they mentioned was his match against Rafa at the Australian Open. But yeah. as he said, if you lose a match, how can you call that your best of the year? I mean, today just everything worked for Dimitrov. Goffin is claiming he was 100% and fine. 
I won't uh, libel him, by the way, <laughs> but, you know, it didn't look right for him today, one way or another, whether he was just tired or whether that knee is actually a problem. You can understand him keeping his cards close to his chest with the Davis Cup coming as well, yeah. but... Yeah, it wasn't good from him. No, I mean, it was interesting because I asked him whether, you know, you often see when someone has a huge win like that, um, you know, the, the very next match is a real letdown because all that adrenaline goes coursing out of your body and you just end up as a, with all the strength of a paper doily. So, you know, he, he kind of... Um, he kind of answered it with a, yeah, for sure, and then said, no, it wasn't a problem at all. And it's like, well, which was it? Um, I mean... In the first set, he just wasn't moving at all. Uh, in the second set, I think he warmed up a little bit and seemed to be a little bit more. But you know, you you, you know him for his his zipping about and being you know so sure-footed. He's like a mountain goat out there. And this, I mean, he looked like me when I'm like kind of yeah, I really can't be bothered to run for that. So I'm just going to stand here and let it whistle by me. I mean, it was it was you know, I mean, it gives people like me hope. But <laughs> there you go. He did just look totally flat, and not just with his movement around court, but his body language, his mm. face expressions I mean as George says it just he looked worlds away from the fiery sparky energetic player we saw against Rafa on Monday Um, that said we we saw a flicker of hope from him as he (laughs) um, but it it really amounted to nothing and uh, what's Dimitri just came back on to avoid a, a Brexit-esque type discussion, obviously 100% means something very, very different in Belgium than it does over here. Um, I mean, you know, it's... I don't know. I'm, I Props to him for not withdrawing. I think if we'd ended up with the, with the group with two alternates, that would really put, put a dent in this, um, in this tournament. But, you know, I, I don't know what, what he's got left in the t- tank at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out on Friday when he takes on the team just what the extent is I don't know if today he just kind of got to the stage was like this match is gone kind of save my energy and try and, and go again but that's, but that's an interesting thing I, mean, we, I said it to you in that match I mean you know watching him in, in that first set do you get to a stage in a match I think when you, you know, certainly when you've got a double breakdown that you think you know what sack it I'm just going to save my energy and try and do something better in the, in the second match you know because at that point he really wasn't moving at all. He was just like kind of swinging his arms and hoping that it might connect with a, a with a ball. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, these guys are—they always kind of say they're trained to take it point by point, never think further and further beyond. But come on, when you've got like the Davis Cup coming up, yeah. the final, realistically, as Goffan, do you believe you can win this tournament? It might be harsh, but I suspect he doesn't genuinely believe he can win this tournament. He, he barely believed he could beat Nadal, it seemed, on Monday. I mean, he was fighting himself there yeah. with the amount of double faults and whatever. But he genuinely can win the Davis Cup. Yes. They've got a very good chance that was quite an even matchup, I think. Um, so, yeah, that should be his priority. But we'll see. doesn't get you points as well, I guess, no. for next season. Well, talking of priorities, obviously, tomorrow it's winner takes all for Zverev and Sok. Um, so, thoughts? Let's start with you. I mean, it's going to be hard to look past Vera, really. I think he's uh, he's been on, on fantastic form. Um, although, that said, Sok obviously put in a great performance in ousting Cilic uh, on... Was it? Gosh, I've lost track of oh, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't worry. <laughs> it's like Wednesday now. By, by, by the time we get to this point, it's just all a blur. <laughs> but no, I my money is, is on Zverev. I think he plays... Uh, 
a fantastic attacking game and um, yeah I, I, I think he'll take it two sets or three two Okay. I can't actually honestly remember what I wrote and typed and put live like literally an hour ago but anyway <laughs> I think I went two tight sets to Zverev as well but Sock did beat him in their last meeting and it wasn't an indoor hardcore are you trying to push your prediction well my prediction is two Sock- love to Zverev but I'm just saying <laughs> Sock I think has shown here he's yeah. up for the big occasion and we, got, we kind of said in, I don't know if it was yesterday the day before but we kind of uh, wrote him off a little bit beforehand. You wrote him off. I wrote him off. George. Okay. All right. The royal we. Um, <laughs> but he's done really well. And he yeah. seems up for it. And you know, Zverev is still making a lot of errors, despite him. There's a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of stuff that needs improving. And if Sock fires 100%, who knows? I, I think I'll probably put um, Zverev down in three. I think Sock's sort of resurgence in his second match really stood out for me I think he really um, I think the, the, the butterflies that you get from coming out here for the first time I think have really subsided and he, he seemed to be very much I mean he's a lot more nimble um, at the net I think um, uh, he's got a bit of variety to him uh, Svarov seems to be I mean he's good at the net but seemed to just want to stay back a lot of the time uh, maybe he's trying to sort of capitalise on the fact as we said whatever day it was yesterday that um you know, when he when he was playing, um, Federer and rallies went beyond nine. You had to really put your money on Zverev to win that point. And I wonder whether he's going to be of that mind that you know, if I stay at the back and just dictate from here, then eventually I'll wear him down. I don't know that that's going to work on somebody like Sock. Somebody who loves to serve and volley is going to be wanting to come in and and sort of punish him for that. Sock will force him in as well. He loves a drop shot. He oh, literally yeah, exactly. will just keep dropping that thing. So if he sits too far back, Sock will hurt him that way as well. Yeah. And now, and now that he's got his range and is executing that a lot better, I mean, you know, it was the right idea against Federer, just execution was abysmal. So, you know, I think um, I, th- I think it will be three. I think it will be quite tight in the, in the final. I think, I think we're in for as good a match as we saw with um, Federer and Zverev. Big shout. I think so. <laughs> I know. It's quite, huh, I feel quite giddy. Um, OK, I think that's pretty much all of that, all, all that we're capable of doing tonight. We're not going to preview Chilich Federer, the big Who? dead rubber. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. Federer's going to win. OK, cool. <laughs> I have, I'm, I'm going to go against you now. Just, 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 <laughs> <laughs> just going to come racing out. Controversy. We invite someone into our party and she tries to mix things up. The rules are here. Yeah, we agree with each other and it's all very friendly. I'm not, I'm not liking this new dynamic. <laughs> um, I, I suppose the serious question, though, is, you know, Federer, Federer has had two pretty tough matches, actually, um, for an old man. So, you know, is he, is he going to want to, like, <laughs> sock um, Chilich all over the place and get off the court really quickly? Um, or is he just going to sort of treat it as a practice session? If he wins, he wins. And if he loses... I mean, I don't think he's going to want to lose, but I don't know that he's got the energy to really punish Chilich. Well, he's got... He can... If he wins the tournament by winning every match, he closes Nadal to I think 140, 140. points so yeah, I mean, that's an actual motivation it's, I think it's a 500 point difference yeah. by winning every match here so it's definitely worth him oh, yeah. bothering points mean prizes he, for sure yeah and you know he's not been world number one since 2012 and with Rafa already struggling yeah. we don't know the extent of that this seems like a pretty good chance to close that gap 
and you could be world number one before the Australian Open. So, okay, all right. So, two easy sets for you. Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe easy's harsh. Seven, five, six, three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's precise. <laughs> I'm going to be harsh. I, I'm going to say I think I think Federer is going to turn up and want to get the job done, and um, I don't think George is really going to be able to. No, he's stand a chance, really. He's got an abysmal record here. I mean, this is just a terrible, terrible place for him. I feel, I feel for him because he's a gen- genuinely nice guy and you want genuinely nice things to happen to him, but I think it's just going to be a horror show out there. OK, well, join us tomorrow. I'm not sure who our guests are going to be tomorrow, but no doubt we'll be here, um, tired and weary, but cheerful nonetheless. You've been listening to Tournament in a Tea Break.